0: Welcome back to the Laughing Matters Podcast. I, as always, am your humble host, W.S. Walker, and we're going to do a show today. So, just a few things that uh, I wanted to touch on. Uh, <laughs> we'll start one out with a kind of innocuous one, but it's a little trick that I found that I thought you guys would really appreciate. Uh, it's, it is kind of an, a biological hack. It's not quite a pulling case of emergency, but it is something you want to kind of reserve for more uh, serious situations. Basically, when you get tired, you get that far away feeling, you know, when you're really tired, and you're trying to focus on something, which is essentially you're semi-conscious. And when you uh, you may have heard of a thing called micro naps, it's where you kind of just you're not sure if you nodded off or not. Uh, That's typically when you get the little head bobs. What's happening there is your brain is essentially cleaning itself. It's clearing out toxins. And during those moments, because it's just kind of either a brief shutdown or over a period of time. I'm not absolutely certain on the science on this one. But what it looks like to me is that when you're in that far away state, kind of like you got your bell rung, semi-conscious... Your brain is limiting function. It's clearing out the toxins from certain areas. And some areas it's just got to shut you down for, man, for just maybe five, ten seconds. And then you pop right back up. <laughs> We've all done it. What look at any baby half the time? <sighs> Or, uh, watching a movie with somebody that you know you're not supposed to fall asleep during but you just keep and, and you keep telling no I'm good man I'm good no I can stay awake I just but it never occurs to you in those moments your brain won't let you have that realization that I need to shift positions and so it's like I'm not gonna be able to stay awake if I don't shift positions. And the moment you realize that, you're like, okay, you sit up and you you're usually good. But if you just stay in that position, you are back to nod town in no time. You barely miss any of the rhythm of it taking you down. Uh, and then when it's done it enough times, if you leave it unchecked, then it'll, you know, it'll kinda give you the full reboot. You'll start waking the rest of the way back up and we've all had our little uh nap and rally and uh also if you're unaware uh, apparently they say uh 20 minutes 10 to 20 minutes is the ideal little nap time if you go further than that you start dipping into you know other rhythms and um other stages of sleep so you you want to be able to come back up easily and uh, that does uh the most essential kind of clearing out in your brain but what I'm going to teach you today is one that uh, I've used for several years now for well over a decade now uh, it essentially in those times that really they're like okay everybody clear out of this section we're going to give it a cleaning this tricks your brain into manning all stations <laughs> instead. Uh, yeah, so if you're ever feeling mentally sluggish, if you have that faraway feeling, if you have the nods, if you feel a micro nap coming on, you can use this. The way that I first heard it was that you just hold your breath for like 45 seconds, 50 seconds, as long as it takes for your body to start Wanting to fight back against it, like it's just like I, I, I need to, I need to breathe, and you start getting those kind of pangs of your body going. Ah, wake up, we we need to breathe. See, at that point, there's something going on in your head where a little guy is like, uh, "Sir, hey to get you out of bed. uh He ain't breathing." Everybody up! Everybody up! Phillips, did you hit the button yet? No, sir, I didn't. Hit the button. Hit the button. <laughs> <A> little. <laughs> There you go, son. Hope that gets you out of breathing again soon. I'm going back to bed. You'll feel it happen. You get this nice uh, little squirt of adrenaline. It's not a it, it, typical, at least not for me. It's not a. Uh, I don't feel jittery. I don't feel hyper. You just feel awake, man. You feel like you uh, that you woke up in the last in like hour and a half after a good night's sleep. Like it's you just feel it a, an even keel. And that'll last for a while. But I discovered that if you... (laughs) Instead, in a far more uncomfortable way... Blow all the breath in your lungs out. To be honest, I was editing the other night... And I did not want to get up to get a (laughs) five hour energy... So I did the blowout trick... And... Wide awake. Perfectly awake within 10 seconds so yeah you don't really have to wait (laughs) for 45 that's kind of hard to do in an exam class people start looking at you at at a certain point but uh yeah it's like 10-15 seconds of having your breath out typically you'll do it uh do it enough for it to be serviceable if you really really want to wake up give it all 30 seconds because man you know hold your breath for a fairly long time Holding all the breath in your lungs out of your body? No, not nearly as long. Your body will not put up with that. <laughs> uh, so there you go. If you get tired during a rather crucial time and your brain starts a micro nap, you turn around and you say to yourself, That was so stupid. I'm sorry. Oof, it's late, and I did not use that trick yet. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't do this too often, but uh, just some examples of where I've used it. Uh, 7 a.m. college class exams. <laughs> Those, uh, yeah, they're not fun. I actually drove back from Florida last year on a family vacation and started to feel it coming on. I was doing everything I could, to, you know, I was turning up the music, I was rolling down the windows, wasn't working, and so I did that, and that got me home safely, thank God. It was a little scary, thank God I had that in my pocket, because uh, I, I don't know what I would have done without it, nothing was working that kept, I mean, like, I, I had to drive another almost 45 minutes before there was a place to stop to to get something, so... Um... You know, I've, I've been noticing a drift happening lately, and honestly, it's been happening for a while, but, like, really only coming into focus recently, and so many of us drift, including myself, of course. What do I mean by that? Okay, so televisions. Let's start at televisions. The majority of us do not use this technology to create, to communicate, or better somebody else's life with it. More than they use it at least to fill space and time, and it gives them time to be sedentary, immobilized, and comfortable, or as a way to pass the time. Which, if you think about it, the fact that our lives are so limited in time, given that it takes us you know, 20 years to get really steady on our feet and up and running in the last 20 to 40 years, more or less start the process of feebling. Most of us pass the time is a bit more like taking an X amount of hours of your limited remaining balance and waving your hand at it. Nothing productive to be done here. Or I surrender these hours for I have no use for them. Now, people that see these hours as much-needed breaks from a busy schedule, I get that. In that, you are taking recharge time while being told stories or what's happening elsewhere in the world, or taking looks inside other people's mostly scripted lives marked as reality TV, uh, or watching people risk it all for a chance at something. But it's still surrendering usable hours. Uh, where you could be strengthening an interpersonal connection or giving thanks to God or helping one of the countless people that could use your help right now or just use a couple of nice words or kindness or it's time that you have that you could use to convey something that's good it's time where you can research and learn where you can be better in whatever your purpose ends up being for me, it's it's more time that I could, slash should, be writing, filming, editing the shows that I'm working on getting a book agent so I can go to publish. A little sidebar here, guys. Uh, I've had several people ask me why I don't go to publish with Amazon. Well, Amazon has a three-year exclusivity contract in which no one can publish the book except for Amazon. And I, I would prefer to have the option to have an agent getting a deal with a publishing house where there would be some marketing push on the book to get it into more hands. You know, I am of the sincerest opinion that if I can get somebody to read it and to take it seriously when reading it, I will almost certainly have someone else fighting on the side of me in the book trying to get the book out as it stands like yes i know you guys really enjoy the podcast thank you so much for letting me know that can't tell you how much that just ah but currently the you know the shows have a very small audience i mean like yes i am so appreciative of every listener and every viewer we have but in the scope of how many people will have read the book i mean that's going to be a fraction of that and Given how you know small that horn's already is, like this is something that deserves to be known. I mean, if you guys have come with me this far and are listening to the show still, I've got to think that at least most of you would agree with me when I say that this is a message that deserves to be out there and that mankind needs to have available to those seeking answers in the same categories that my book and the concepts lie within. It deserves to outlast me. not about the guy that found it it's about what was found it's something that I definitely have to put in more time on I'm sure that there are things in your life that if you imagined that TV were not an option to fill that time with there's something that you can think of something that is definitely in the end run really really worth your time sure take some time to recoup, recover, wind down, but try not to surrender it as an activity. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I didn't have any cable TV until I went to college. Uh, it was included in the uh, in the room. But up until then, we grew up on free stations, over-the-air programming, uh, and VHS tapes, of course. But when I went to college... I found myself getting very quickly addicted to cable television. It wasn't that it was like slotting time to sit down and watch TV. No, it, it became something that was on in the background and that I would consistently give varying levels of attention to. It filled my time in a very literal sense. It was, it was like the, the things that I had to do during the day were all piled in a bucket. That was the size of the amount of time in which I had to do everything that day. And I had been pouring concrete in on top of it, filling in all the gaps and, you know, all the things that I had to do. And the more I did this and the more sedentary I became, the more that concrete seemed to harden I mean, it took more and more energy to get started on creating something or writing on something or doing all the other things that I could have been doing instead that, you know, would affect others. And the reason it took more energy was because I had to th- first pull myself away from this thing that I was enjoying, you know, because I, I, you're enjoying it. You don't want to pull away from it to actually do something, especially something that would require creative effort. It's almost like you have all of this replacement content. It's not that which you, I don't like saying content that much. If you're saying content, it kind of indicates that, you know, it's it's like filler. Because you think of it as uh, that we need content here. Uh, it's something that's thrown in to fill space. And that's that's not what I do, man. <laughs> but that's what Cable did. It was content spewing out of the cement truck. It's at this point of the podcast, you can probably pretty easily take a look at your own life and you know decide for yourself where you sit with your relationship with surrendering time to television, streaming services, YouTube, etc. And to answer the question that I'm sure at least a couple of you thought. You know, generally uh, speaking about, I would not count time spent listening to this podcast or watching could help videos on YouTube, youtube.com/slash could help, or other videos under those categories. Those of you who tune in, you're hearing things that you could use to help shape a better way of thinking and being and acting in your decisions in the world. This can help you in what you leave behind the influence that you send out into the world that you know doubles over itself doubles over itself as it affects each person and those effects of their decisions and the way that they were affected it it just keeps going outwards guys so value your time because it has enormous value you add a little bit of effort or attention into the mix and it can be made into almost anything And so many of our hours are already spoken for by sleep and growing up and working and maintenance that we need to treat the hours that aren't any of those, especially the ones that happen during that crucial middle period of your life, with far more reverence than we do. This is, as far as we know, your one go around in the waters of life and humanity's history. How much of that would you prefer to get thrown out as time spent down the recommended video YouTube rabbit hole or binge-watching a series? I want you to understand, though, that I'm not calling you lazy. I'm not saying you don't have a life. What I'm saying is it, it does take you away from the history being made out of cause and effect. Binge-watching a show easily takes us out of the everyday flow. Of all those interactions that shape our world. And all of those things that can shape another's life, their mood, and most importantly influence their decisions. They're just opted out of. You didn't show up for the game. And before you say that you've had an, you know entire friendships forged over a game, or film, or television series, or another kind of media fandom, I'm, I'm simply pointing out that this exists. Whether or not you yourself fall into these categories or degrees of it is going to be up to you to determine that. How would I know that? Again, I'm not making any claims that in cases of everything mentioned, they are definitively a yes or no. Though we do, we do, guys, we do love labeling so many things in that way for ease of mental categorization. I think we got a cop to that. But this is just to help you understand another side of it. It's up to you to determine if this is accurate in your own life. Regardless of where you sit on the spectrum of this, I think that anyone that does an honest inventory on this and finds themselves to share some resemblance in some of the descriptions here, that they would agree with me on this particular point those hours they are far more valuable than I can know so I'm going to try to spend them wisely and I'm going to try to do more and that's it I just wanted to share that with you guys of course go to youtube.com slash help you can write me which oh my goodness please write me or if you want to record yourself uh, asking a question I'll play it on the show bring it on thanks once again for tuning in of course you can catch me at youtube.com slash could help and please write me oh yeah I'm not begging anymore uh <laughs> please, please write me uh, totally not begging anymore but of your own volition if you choose to write to me or uh, it, record yourself you know ask you a question I'll play that on the show you can get to me at willhelpmail at gmail <sighs> so I guess I'll leave you guys with this <laughs> oh the seconders are ready to sing along be good to them be good for them And you're going to be fantastic. I'm W.S. Walker. You're the fantastic you. Be sweet.